welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have once again as our co-host, Rhonda Marshall. Hey, how are you it's doing? It's been a little while. It has been a little while. We're glad you're back. I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. Well, we've got a great show planned for you today. So in Homeschool News, we'll give you the details of some wonderful opportunities for your homeschool students. First, a civics seminar in Raleigh, a free um, chess class, and finally, the NCHE statewide graduation. In Homeschool Conversations today, today we will talk with Dr. Bill Brown, who's the Senior Fellow for the Worldview and Culture at the Colson Center for Christian Worldview. Dr. Brown is also our lead um, team track speaker at this year's Thrive Conference. So we're so excited right. to be able to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Homeschool Helps with Amanda, she's going to share some tips and encouragement for new homeschoolers. That's right. Yeah. So kicking off uh, the news and the opportunities that you're going to have for your students this spring, the first is a free chess workshop. Free is good. You play chess? Uh, Not in a long time. (laughs) time. I need to pick it back up. Yeah. (laughs) That's all right. You don't have to. I love chess. Do you? I play chess in my office all the time. Didn't I see a couple weeks ago you have an ongoing chess game? So um, I brought my son Isaac to this one last time, and it's outstanding a free chess workshop and it's going to be this thursday march 2nd uh, at 10 a.m chess demo lesson for beginner players or newcomers to the game it will cover the basics of chess as well as beginning chess strategy and exercises that will improve students logical skills this class is taught by stephen bloom who's a former top 10 uh, player in uh, canada wow so you can register and go online at nche.com slash chess workshop. And we'll have the link in the show notes as well. And also, Stephen gives an amazing discount for his 36-week uh, chess class to members. I mean, oh. you can save hundreds of dollars if you're a member of NCHE. nche.com slash join to find out how to be a member. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and our graduation deadline is coming up. You do Enjoy. not want to miss this. Um, for our statewide graduation, its um, regular price is through this Thursday, March 2nd. So make sure you get that taken care of. After that, the price increases and applications are only taken as space allows and there's still time to get a cap and gown. The ceremony is May 27th at the, in Winston-Salem at the Benton Convention Center. And it happens at the end of our Thrive Conference, which is coming up. You can go to nche.com slash graduate dash central to find out more and sign up. And there's also a link on our homepage. Yeah, right. And finally, our 2023 civics education is coming up. We're thrilled to be working with the North Carolina Family Policy Council to offer civics education for ninth through 12th graders. Um, that are homeschool students. The event is called North Carolina Families Salt and Light Student Civic Seminars. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina on March 14th and 15th. Each seminar is one day. You choose either Tuesday or Wednesday. Registration is limited to 25 students, so you need to get, get mm-hmm. on this. That's right. 25 students per day. So each program will begin at 9.30 and last until about 3.30, and participation for registered students is free, absolutely free. We That's have right. lots of free in this one. That's good. But registration is required, so go check that out. All right. Those are great opportunities. We are very happy today to have Dr. William Brown 
on the line. We're going to have a conversation with him. He is one of our uh, speakers, our featured speakers at this coming Thrive Conference, which is uh, May 25, uh, 26, and 27. And um, we're going to talk about some of his workshops in just a second. Uh, Dr. William Brown is a nationally recognized speaker and expert in culture and worldview, speaking in over 30 countries on issues related to worldviews, culture, and ethics. He led two Christian universities as president, Bryan College and Cedarville University. He is the senior fellow of worldview and culture at the Colson Center for Christian Worldview and directs the Colson Fellows Program. He is the author of Making Sense of Your Faith, um, Where Have All the Dreamers Gone? Observations from a Biblical Worldview and Making Sense of Your World. Uh, Dr. Brown, we're sure glad to have you. Well, it's great to be with you. And uh, I love homeschooling. My uh, daughter has homeschooled her four boys. And uh, some of our best students, both at Bryan and Cedarville, were homeschoolers. So I am uh, bullish on good homeschooling. That's great. And we just learned a minute ago that a couple of your homeschool students were Rhonda's students. Yeah, our two um, oldest children attended Cedarville during your tenure. So we just, I'm really thankful for you personally and the legacy that you had in uh, my children's lives. Oh, well, thank you. What a blessing. Well, I hope they did well since they were homeschool they students. They did. They okay, did good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Some good representation. They graduated. There. It's okay. good. That's great. Um, all right. So. I'd like to go over some of the titles of your workshops, okay? Um, and one of the focuses here we have uh, for Dr. Brown is that he's going to be doing uh, the primary uh, speaker for our team track. Now, I want to tell you that parents love going to all of these also. Oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, we want to provide some uh, material, for some content encouragement that would be especially encouraging to teens. So we have How Christianity Changed the World, Uh, The World of Worldviews, The Dynamics of the Christian Worldview, God is Not Silent, Now, How Should We Live, Responding to Cultural Flashpoints, and Last is Mission and Vision. Do you have any favorites? Um, Yeah, one through seven. Yeah, great. (laughs) It's hard to have a favorite, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, well, well, the ideas are all kind of put put together uh, yeah. for a reason, and in, in, in this particular flow as well. Okay. Uh, I've always been um, a little allergic to what a lot of conferences are, which is an information dump. You know, all this information, you walk away with it and say, well, I hope I'm going to be able to go back over all of this mm-hmm. so that I can figure out what I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> and... Um, the uh, the reality is I like to focus on equipping so that uh, you understand it, you get excited about it, and then you really want to put it into practice. And a lot of it's challenging. I'm not going to stand up there and talk. I'm going to spend a lot of time getting them to talk to each other, getting them to think out loud, getting them to talk to me. And uh, because that's really, really what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to... Um, uh, talking through, I'd rather talk to the teenagers than the adults okay. anyway. And <laughs> uh, I, I speak to several thousand uh, teenagers every every year. We'll try and, not to be uh, offended by that. Really yeah, but we might want to come in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely do. That's right. So um, these are in order, you're saying, in the sense that they're building on each other and um, developing. So I just want to pick one out here. 
Um, okay. Right in the middle, God is right. not silent. And mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about that one and some important principles from that. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good question, Matthew, because uh, most of these are focused on our cultural moment now. Uh, I don't want to equip them for the way the world was when uh, we were younger, or mm-hmm. uh, but we, we really want them to focus on the world as it is now and prepare them for the future. So the idea that God is not silent is important because what we're relying on, of course, is the Word of God. And God has revealed Himself to us in the Word, uh, both the written Word in the Scriptures and even more importantly in the incarnate Word in Jesus Christ. And to be able to understand that and to be able to... Um, know how to get into the scriptures, to study the scriptures, to think through the scriptures, to have a devotional aspect on the scriptures is Mm -hmm. crucial. Mm -hmm. And then to develop that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, uh, He so desperately wants uh, us to know him and him to know us. And um, once you get into the habit of spending time with him, it's amazing. It's amazing how much you realize he's walking with you Mm -hmm. and never leaving you. And so uh, th- that's the idea behind this. And I think it's kind of the, uh, you picked it in the middle, and that's really where I want it to be. I would like to shape things around that perspective. Mm-hmm. That's oh, great. So important. And then, of course, I bet even if, you know, you'd prefer them go to all of them, but I'm going to guess the responding to cultural flashpoints is going to draw some interest <laughs> because I know that parents and, and students want to figure out how do we make sense of of some of the crazy stuff that's going on and how do we respond in a biblical, from mm-hmm. a biblical mindset? Yeah. And, and the, the idea is these cultural flashpoints, that's where worldviews collide and issues like uh, uh, sexuality, identity, uh, LGBTQ kinds of issues, mm-hmm. even, even, you know, critical race theory or black lives matter or et cetera. Um, it's uh it's easy to wag our finger, you know, in the face of the world around and say, you guys are so wrong. You guys are mm-hmm. going to hell or we're going to pray for you. You need to get Jesus and so on. But the reality is to understand the world around us, too. So why are this? Why is this happening? Why are these things being so, so central in our, our culture today? So how do I respond? How do I respond in a way that honors Jesus Christ? How do I respond in a way that elicits a, a, an interest on the person to whom I'm speaking so that they will want to to, to really know truth as, as the Holy Spirit works? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of great materials. There's a lot of good things that can be used, and I'm going to recommend those and maybe have some some samples for them, not, not from me, but from other orgs, so that um, they can prayerfully uh, be, uh, I think, engaging those, but at the same time, not just uh, seeing as it's something that's out here, but something that's right in the middle of where we should be serving. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so good. So on these, on the last couple of things we talked about here, can we offer to parents who are listening now, who may or may not be able to come, you know, um, some ideas on encouraging their teens to have that real relationship, that dynamic relationship with Christ that you were talking about, and maybe some points, some tips there on what are some of the ways that we can teach our kids to respond to the culture? Just give some Mm -hmm. of those points there. Well, you know, there's no shortcut to doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You'd like to think that, uh, read this book here and you'll, you'll be fine. Right. Um, but, but the reality is that, uh, 
the parents and the teachers and individuals that are adults really model for them uh, what it means to follow Jesus Christ. And I don't mean standing up saying, you need to be in the Bible at least half hour a day and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. The best way to get them interested is is to tell them about your time with mm -hmm. the Word mm -hmm. and uh, how, how difficult it is sometimes mm -hmm. and uh, how overwhelming uh, life can be and, and you just can't get into it. And then when you do, these are some of the blessings. You know, this is just overwhelming and this has really given me a new perspective and it's changed my attitude about this and that. And that modeling is just—it's mm -hmm. uh, just gold for mm -hmm. for for teenagers, because most most teenagers particularly are not uh, trying to figure out what's right or wrong. They're they they they're find, trying to find people they want to be like, and um, oftentimes it's the people that's right around them. And if you if you show them respect, if you listen to them, ask them questions, that's one of the uh, I think best parts of the ministry called Axis A X I S. You may be familiar familiar with them, access.org. Mm -hmm. They provide uh, parent uh, conversation kits, parent guides, so that they can sit down with their kids and talk about mm -hmm. the most delicate uh, and and uh, difficult issues in today's culture with them. And they, they don't have to come up with stuff. It's right there. And they can watch a short video and then engage their students over mm -hmm. it. It is just fabulous. And they, they've really That's captured great. this whole idea of modeling and mentoring and discipling all at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love the uh, emphasis there, especially on setting the example, which, of course, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked a lot about here in the sense that um, Deuter Deuteronomy 6 being we know what the great the great commandment is of loving God. And then right. it says, and these words shall be in your heart mm -hmm. and then you shall teach them diligently and really wanting to equip parents to be able to have that relationship with Christ so that they can pass that on mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. to the to their kids as well. Um, okay, let's let's zip, zip all the way back to number one. Then, how Christianity mm -hmm. changed the world? Can we just talk uh, about a couple of those historical uh, important either events or people or what, what? What do you have in that one? Well, you know, probably the first question is why in the world are you starting? With this, you know, mm -hmm. um, but the idea is sometimes to start with the end is best. Um, you know, our goal is not so that you know kids will behave and then and then believe, believe right and behave. We want them to have their own faith. We want them to be a part of what God is doing in in the world. And so, if you give them the big picture historically, um, because they may have been, uh, let's say, influenced by the negativity that's often brought up about Christianity and so on. Mm -hmm. But to point out historically how Christians have really dramatically changed uh, cultures all over the world. And there are some really good books on this as well. But but the idea being, if you go back to the first century, Christians um, were, as, as, you, as you were aware, you know, they were out saving babies that were being tossed mm. over the cliff or left out to, to exposure because they didn't want them or because it was a girl. Mm. And um, the way that they elevated the role of women Women were just property to the, particularly to the Roman, uh, Roman men, and uh, and and you find in the early church that the the early church was dominated by women and uh, women leadership as well, um, and um, the Apostle Paul and Jesus how they treated women, is really important because back, mm -hmm. back in those days it was scandalous. In fact, they were ridiculed for this, but at the same time, uh, this is how God was working. This is how God was working at the time. And just a lot of uh, cultural things, everything from the gladiatorial games to uh, 
the marriage of, of 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 powerful men to young boys, which is just really scandalous. Mm. Um, all of those things, Christians uh, ended those things not by you know threatening, just but by becoming individuals with uh, a, a real moral goal to represent Jesus Christ to the popular culture. And it's it's amazing what they did. And then you can go on through the centuries and go into countries like India uh, and um, South, South and Central America, where there were a lot of practices like uh, uh, if, a, if a man died, his, his wife, his widow had to be burned alive mm-hmm. with him, for example. Uh, that was not just in India, which is what, pretty what's known, but it's uh, all over. And um, the Christians stood up to that and uh, brought out scripture and mm-hmm. brought out uh, the importance of not, not doing that. And it's amazing how how they were able to uh, transform culture just by standing in the gap there and representing Christ well. Yeah, that's interesting uh, how you, you pointed out how students probably or, or may be exposed to a uh, certainly a very critical view of Christian history, <laughs> and they've heard the worst parts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's great. I love that to to really emphasize what an amazing positive impact uh, the church has had over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what the you know what the key uh, discipler is for most of our teenagers, even homeschoolers. It's 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 this right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this so this is what is discipling them, and um, it's it's uh, overwhelming the th- kinds of things that young people can keep in that their parents don't know that they're taking in, right. and it's not till, often until it's too late. So they're getting a lot of negativity of Christianity, particularly if they're on TikTok or uh, IG, uh, Instagram, and so on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, they may just kind of blow it off, but it it really sticks in those young minds as they're developing and growing. Do you have any particular tips for parents on, I don't know, dealing with screens, dealing with social media and all the stuff that those discussions mm-hmm. with their students? Yeah, I do. In fact, uh, I mentioned access.org, uh, one of their biggest uh, uh, and, and I think most important uh, curricula is, uh, is called um, uh, sp- Smartphone Sanity. Okay. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, I was speaking at a, Christ, uh, a Christian school over in Texas, and uh, the question I get asked most by by parents is, uh, "What age should my child get a smartphone?" Mm-hmm. And uh, the um, uh, one man stood up and said, "Leg, before you answer, let me tell you this: My son, thirteen, I told him he can get a smartphone at thirteen. He turned thirteen Friday. I got him a stripped down iPhone where I didn't think he could do anything on it, but within two hours." A young lady from his, a girl who's in his class at his Christian school had sent a picture of herself naked to him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And he said, my son had a smartphone for two hours, period. Oh and, uh, and and it was just, it's, it's so true. And, and a lot of times it's uh, the reality is, well, my child's not going to get a smartphone. But if they have friends with smartphones, then your son or daughter has mm-hmm. a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so the reality of those kinds of things for parents uh, is important, but there's a right way to do it in, I think, in ways that can uh, respect the child, but at the same time, let them know that you're going to do this for their good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has really, really good results if you take it seriously that way. Well, thank you so much for that. And uh, I am, again, we're really glad that you can come to the conference. We're excited about the opportunity to to 
input this kind of content into the students and prepare them for, for thinking and for engaging. And so appreciate you coming. Um, we will have uh, the, the opportunity right now for everyone to register is open nche.com slash thrive to find out more about the conference, more about how to register. And if you have a teen, uh, we're about to tell you about some, some more opportunities there. You want to make sure that they get there too. So thank you for being with us, Dr. Brown, and we will thank see you in a couple you. months. Yeah, can't wait to see you. Yeah, Matthew and Rhonda, God bless you. Rhonda, tell your, your kids I said hello. I will. And, uh, thank you. They yeah, will love and, that. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Take care. Pre appreciate what you're doing. I look forward to being a part of the program here in May. Great. Thanks so much. So we just want to add in here um, that there are a lot of other teen activities. Yeah. And it's been it's been something we've really emphasized uh, mm -hmm. for many years now to have a lot of things that were interesting and encouraging to the teens. Yes. Kids love to come to yeah, the that's conference. Right. <clears throat> so now we have um, a dance, mm -hmm. a game social, yep. a college fair. And then, as we said, a whole set of workshops. In addition to the ones that Dr. Brown's doing, we have five or six others oh, as yeah. well that are mm -hmm. sp specifically uh, tailored to them. My kids love coming. Oh, um, yeah. Did your kids come a lot? Oh, my. Always. They look forward to the teen track and all the activities because yeah. there's just so much and they have that community there. Yeah. The games, uh, the dance and the um, college fair. Yes. Which is which is a great opportunity to find mm -hmm. out more about those schools. Yes. All right. All right. So now we're going to move into homeschool helps with Amanda. Today, Amanda's going to give us some tips and encouragement for new homeschoolers. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wares, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. Today, we are going to talk about pulling a child out of brick and mortar, public or private school to start homeschooling. What do you do now? So first off, relax. That is the best first advice I can give you. This child that you're pulling out of school to homeschool has been learning from you their entire life. And there's no reason for them not to continue learning from you now. Think about it. I, along with many homeschool parents, believe that homeschooling really begins at birth. From the moment that child is born, he or she is learning. And you, as their parent, are their most important teacher. Even if your child has been in a brick and mortar school, you're still, you have remained their most important teacher all along. So just because you're switching the location of their formal education, it doesn't change the fact that you are equipped to teach them. Another tip, do take it slowly and ease in to any formal lessons. It's really easy when you first start homeschooling to want to jump in and do all the things and whether because you're so excited or maybe you're afraid you're going to miss something or your child will miss out. But remember, you are learning. This is all new to you and to your child. You're both learning. 
it's a process. So take it slow. There's nothing wrong with easing in to these formal lessons. Do a subject or two for a week, something like that, and then you can add on as you go. Another tip, do get connected as quickly as possible. I cannot emphasize this enough. I've talked about it a lot. I'm gonna say it again. There is nothing that can take the place of that in real life connection with other homeschool families. Loneliness and feeling isolated is the enemy of any homeschool. And that goes for you and your children. So do your best to find a local homeschool group and get connected. If there's not a local homeschool group in your area, don't be afraid to put some feelers out, send some messages, um, connect on social media or different areas and make your own group. There's nothing wrong with that. The point is you and your children need that connection. It's so important. Now, a couple of don'ts. Don't compare. This is so hard, but so important. Your homeschooling journey is your own and your family, as well as each of your children in your family is unique. So you follow the path that works for you and your children and your homeschool. And don't compare to anyone else's journey or anyone else's experience. Okay? Now, last but not least, don't be afraid to make changes if something you're doing just isn't working. Um, when I first started homeschooling, I basically replicated what our daughter had been learning at the brick and mortar school that she was attending, and that did not work. So I needed to not be afraid to change, to admit that mm, this wasn't the best choice. It was kind of a mistake and I needed to pivot to something that would work better for me and for her. So don't be afraid to change things. It won't be the end of the world. Now, remember, what I started off with is probably the most important advice of all. Relax, it's going to be okay. So you're doing the best for your child and your family, and you will all benefit from it. I really hope this is helpful today. All right. That it was, great. was helpful. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. It really means so much that you join us. Right. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your questions or your feedback to the homeschool show at nche.com. Also, please help us by letting other people know about this show so they can subscribe. So subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And if you think the show would be helpful to your friends, make sure you tell them about it. Maybe your family doesn't know about it. So let them learn about it. To learn how to subscribe and to our show as a podcast or on YouTube, visit nche.com slash the homeschool show. That's great. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.